Paul and James disagree about justification. Those who have a working knowledge in church history know that the Council of Trent, sometimes described as the Counter-Reformation, condemned the Protestant teaching of justification by faith alone, saying this, If anyone saith that the justice received is not preserved and also increased before God through good works, but that the said works are merely the fruits and signs of justification obtained, but not a cause of the inc or the increase thereof, let him be anathema. Now this is the official teaching of the Roman Catholic Church to this day, and indeed is the great chasm between Roman Catholicism and Protestantism, among others. Protestants regularly cite Romans or Galatians as the basis of their doctrine of justification by faith alone, while Roman Catholics cite the Epistle of James for theirs. This is certainly a complicated issue that has been debated throughout the ages, yet the teachings of Scripture do not stand opposed to one another. Looking at the books themselves, James and Romans, it can be clearly seen that justification by faith alone is the biblical doctrine taught and affirmed. First, Romans introduces the Christian's state of righteousness in the sight of God as being from faith for faith, or beginning and ending in faith, Romans 1.17. Secondly, Paul argues for man's inability to contribute anything whatever in regard to justification in Romans chapter 3, making at least nine Old Testament quotations to validate his point. See Romans 3 verse 4 and also verses 10 through 18. And of course, there are the two passages mentioned in Romans 4, 5 and 5, 1, which speak explicitly about justification. It seems that Paul wants to make clear that the grounds of justification, by considering all these passages, are solely placed upon Jesus and his work, and not our own works. Looking at James, the author, as a surprise to many, is much more concerned with faith than works, since faith is the grounds of the whole discussion. See James chapter 1, verse 2. It is a false dichotomy to suggest that Paul is concerned about faith while James is concerned about works. James connects our being, quote, brought forth as a gift of the Father's own will, James 1, 16 through 18. And this excludes any consideration that justification in the sight of God is owing to or improved by our good works. When coming to the controversial passages in chapter 2 of James, verse 17 and 24, it's helpful to follow the logic of the text to come to the author's natural intent and conclusion. There's no evidence to suggest that James wrote this to correct Paul or Paul wrote to correct James. Instead, James is writing to explain what the result of faith brings about, and that is works. James is arguing that true faith produces works, because this is what we're saved for, or saved unto. Paul does not stand in any contention with James at this point either. He actually argues the exact same thing in Ephesians. Paul says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Now, it's typical for Protestants to stop at that verse because that celebrates Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, 
the glory of salvation by grace through faith. But we have to read verse 10 along with that, which says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So you see, Paul brings about this idea of faith and works just like James does. Quite the same thing occurs in Romans, since Paul argues that our justification is by grace alone through faith alone. Yet, the graciousness of that faith is a producing, active faith that brings about good works. That's what Romans chapter 6 is all about. The logic of James is much the same in that he means to convey that faith and works are a package deal. True good works do not come unless upon the basis of faith. And true faith produces good works, for this is God's design. Yet, truly good works are never done to add or to improve upon our justification. Instead, they are the glad and joyful response of our being justified in the sight of God by Jesus Christ. So how much does this really matter in the real world when this discussion is not taking place academically? We see this debated in the academic circles of Roman Catholics and Protestants. We see it discussed on the virtual stage of which tribe we belong to. We see it discussed in whether or not Martin Luther was right or rather the Pope was right in church history. But how many everyday people are really wrestling through this issue? Suppose there are many professing Christians who are well enough to say that faith is necessary in terms of justification and salvation. Well, since the controversy between Roman Catholics and Protestants is an issue of how one understands salvation and the place of faith and works, it does seem hard to suppose that this is in any way a secondary issue or an issue left to the academics. With that being said, Christians should be able to clearly articulate an answer to this question because it determines if they rightly understand salvation. The foundation behind this reality of works is an outflow of our love for God. That's really what's being communicated to us in justification by faith alone. Justification by faith alone is a practical doctrine. It is not simply head knowledge. It is good news that motivates us to action in light of that good news. This is what makes it so practical because it defines us what the nature of our works are. Are works salvific? Are they meritorious? Or are they a joyful response to the gospel? For some people, legalism is the only way to explain that works are necessary. But when we consider the transforming love and new heart that God gives us, how can we expect not to live a life that is saturated in good works by necessity, as an act of our love towards God? When we bring all these considerations together, hopefully it is clear that Paul and James are not in any way opposed to one another. It is a sad thing that Protestants normally gravitate towards Paul without seeking to rightly understand James, while it's also a sad thing 
that Roman Catholics stand behind James and dismiss any aspect of what Paul says because that would seem to indicate that the Protestants are right. Now certainly, Roman Catholics agree with Paul. They would just say that Protestants understand him wrongly. And Protestants agree with James. They would just argue that Roman Catholics understand him wrongly. This does not mean that both of us are right. We're just not saying things the right way. It does mean that we have to make a dividing line as to whether or not justification is by faith alone or not, and whether or not works contribute to our justification or if they are in response to our justification. These things are very important because it touches on whether or not we understand salvation rightly. We're not saved by the doctrine of justification by faith alone and how well we understand it but we are saved by the justification that is described in justification by faith alone. Because God justifies us by the perfect work of Christ, and he credits that to us by faith alone. We don't have to do anything by way of works to get ourselves into a state of justification. And if it's based on Christ, There's no work that we could do to keep ourselves in a justified state. Neither is there a certain work that we could neglect which would render us to fall away from our state of justification. But the scripture stands true. Justification is never an isolated doctrine. The transformed new resurrected life that is communicated in our being justified by faith alone is a life that God calls us to in order to be holy as he is holy, in order to live rightly. There is no such thing as living in a neutral state. We either live unto righteousness or live unto sin. And therefore, if we are truly justified by faith alone, good works will necessarily follow because it's a package deal. This conclusion is not an academic one that's reserved only for the very well-learned, but it's simply a conclusion that we come to either by careful reading of Paul or careful reading of James, because both of them are saying the same thing, and they say it in a way that is plainly received by anyone who simply takes the time to read them carefully.